Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Orlando, guess what? Challenge Mania is coming to you live on Saturday, June 30th at the Challenge Throwdown event. Wait, don't you mean before the Challenge Throwdown event? Nope. After? Nope. At the Challenge Throwdown event. Derek and I will be emceeing the entire event and we'll be bringing cast members out, introducing them to you guys and doing live interviews with them on stage throughout the day. And the best part, the ticket price remains the same. You get a Challenge Throwdown and a Challenge Mania Live for the price of one ticket. Head to challengethrowdown.com slash events or challengemania.live to go right to the ticket page today. That's Saturday, June 30th in Orlando, Florida. I'll be there. I'm coming to get some D. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. And in this case, the D stands for the mean dog food casserole that he makes, man. I've had it before. It is delicious. Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? The dog food casserole? Yeah, man. Your dog food casserole is on fleek, man. I would choose that over anything. Peppers, onions, sardines. I would rather eat dog food than all those things. Well, you don't 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 hate it unless you've actually tried it. Okay. I'm just kidding, man. You don't make a dog food casserole. You live off beef jerky and protein shakes. That's how you play the challenge. But uh, that joke I made about the dog food casserole, obviously alluding to the Champs versus Stars finale we had last night, the final. Tony Reigns and CT, affectionately known as, and that is a self-appointed nickname, Team Dad Bod. I've heard also that dad bod can be offensive to some people. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows that was appointed by them, Team Dad Bod, taking home the gold at the Chance versus Stars finale. And one half of the championship team, Mr. Tony Reigns, that's right, when it rains, it pours here on Challenge Mania, is joining us today, D. Yeah, you know, what's funny is with the food thing is I was watching the finale with my son and he couldn't stop cracking up about the CT's kitchen, the dog food, and the donuts, you know, so... Uh, yeah, we, you know, we get into a little bit here with, uh, with Tony and, uh, about the food, uh, there's this whole, you know, from, from the beginning of, of this, uh, roller coaster ride he's been on to finally winning something for his charity and how meaningful it is. And, and I wonder, you know, are these, 
champs versus stars uh, wins. Are they like an intercontinental championship versus like the heavyweight championship? The big challenges, you know, is it, is it safe to categorize? You can like say that. that. You can say that. But look, man, I'm telling you, man, I said this yesterday on Twitter after the finale, after the final, I should say, that thing felt like a big challenge final. I don't know if it was the rain. I don't know if it was those big swooping shots of them being up on that mountain. I don't know if it was the format. But to me, it had the feel of a legit challenge final, even if the season was condensed, even if it was a few less competitors than you normally have, even if they threw in those monkey wrenches and those power plays and this and that. But for, for whatever reason, I thought this champs versus star season had a bigger feel to it and that final to me really could be put in line with some especially some of the recent finals we've seen on a big challenge so I know we're still going to put the asterisks I know that this championship win for CT who already has a couple and now Tony who only has one is not going to be seen as a full-on heavyweight championship as you're saying but I got to slow clap it up for them and for Louise and Casper and for Wes and Booby because that was a really fun hour of television last night. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away. These these record books that we're talking about that we talk about historically on the on these podcasts. Not taking away this championship from Tony or CD. I just wonder. The question arises: Where do these rank? Yeah, I think that analogy you made about the IC title is a good one because it's a title, but it's not necessarily the heavyweight title. Maybe it's the same way as winning like an NIT tournament instead of the NCAA tournament. Maybe it's like winning the uh, not the BCS championship, but you won the WAC conference or something like that. I chose a bad conference, not the WAC, not a WAC yeah. conference. I'm talking about no. the WAC, uh, the WAC conference. Um, but yeah, no, I think it, it's something to hang your hat on. And clearly, Tony's figured out a way to hang his hat on this. He loves the fact that he was able to give such a substantial amount of money to his charity. He does look forward to the day he can bring home that substantial amount of money for his family, so he sees him differently in that regard, but from a competitive standpoint, I thought this final was as close as you're going to get to being a big challenge final, so I want to clap it up for the production team and for The Miz and for the three teams involved because I really loved it. I really loved the story they told, him and CT coming back with the back pains, with Luis and Casper having two minutes of a time penalty at the beginning and them catching up, everybody in the race throughout, through every challenge. I think uh, a different team led after three different challenges and then of or segments of the final. And then, of course, you get down to the end. You have the puzzle, the equalizer, as they say. The team that was trailing the entire time comes out and wins. That's a fairy tale ending, man. You can't write that. That's like a Vince McMahon would write that that way. Yeah, shout out to everyone that competed in that final and, uh, and made it to the end of this thing and fought for it. Uh, but the ones that come out on top are the dads. So I got to definitely shout out the dads because, uh, man, you know, you know, we got them kids at home. We got, you know, you know, significant others that got to watch the kids or the families that got to watch the kids. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little, it's, these challenges are a little bit more stressful when you do have the kids at home. You don't exactly know what's going on and you have to rely on someone to, to essentially do your job. So um, shout out to the families watching the babies. Shout out to the dads that won the championships and uh, to another, you know, another send off to another great, uh, great race on on the challenge platform yeah and shout outs to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash challenge mania you can also get their challenge mania podcast we're going to be dropping some bonus car maria content at the end of this week and d and i will also be talking about the final in a little bit more detail although we get into it in quite a bit of detail with mr reigns here on this podcast want to shout out three of our newer patrons inga siokski i'm sorry i know i butchered that i'm sorry please message me and let me know how to pronounce that riley mcginnis and sarah keegan thank you guys for coming on board over at the patreon 
on, a lot of fun stuff going on over there. Also, we have a Facebook group. You'll notice some of the questions for Tony today came in from there. Please hit us up on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast. And you know where to find us on Twitter, folks, at Shot of Jaeger, at Derek MTV. He's at T underscore Reigns 33. If you have fun listening to Tony on the show, let him know that you heard him on Challenge Mania, hashtag Tony time and all that. Instagram is at Derek MTV as well. I'm at Scott of Jaeger on the IG. Before we get to Tony, just one more time, want to remind you guys quick that we will be in Orlando on June 30th at Howl at the Moon, and you can get tickets for that at throwdownorlando.rocks. You can also go to challengemania.live, and D and I will be emceeing the party. You will be hanging out with the cast members all day, and throughout the day, we're going to bring them up on stage, have them uh, answer some questions of ours, have them answer some questions of the crowd, talk to you guys. It's going to be a really fun combination, throwdown, Challenge Mania Live. It's going to be a great day in Orlando from 3 to 7. Once again, just go to throwdownorlando.rocks. That's where you can get tickets to the event. And it includes me and D talking to all the cast members all day, just like we're doing right now with Tony Reigns. And Tony will be there. So, um, you know, we had some fun with him today. We're going to have some more fun with him down in Orlando. Um, you guys know the deal. Challengemania.shop is where you get all your gear. We got free shipping through the end of the week. All you got to do is spend 45 bucks, and that's on everything. Team Car Gear, DKO Gear, Mark Long Gear, I'm a Challenge Maniac, Challenge Accepted, Podcast Logos, Cartoons, Comic Books, the whole deal. Just go to challengemania.shop. Guys, we can't appreciate all your love and all your feedback on the show. Keep it coming on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. We really appreciate your eyes and ears all around. We appreciate your reviews on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars if you think we're a five-star show. We try to give you a five-star product. Man, I don't know. My watch might be broken. Ah, man, maybe the one on my computer. Nope, that one says Tony time, too. D, what do you got, man? It's Tony time. Tony time. Tony time. Tony time. Tony Tuck. Guys, can you hear me? There yes. we go. Yes. 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 Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> Tony Tuck. Tony, Tony time. time. <laughs> time. What's happening, fellas? What's up? What's up? What's up? Do we need? Can we just go roll right into this with Let's that do intro? It. He yeah. sounds pretty good, man. I think chanting Tony time is the perfect way to start this thing off. You can hear the kids oh, in the background. Love it. What's uh? You know, hey, why not, dude? What's Tony spell backwards? Let's get it. Well, let me just start off by saying, like, this is kind of why I like doing the podcast. And, it, and, it's, and it's people like you that kind of buy into this whole concept that this is a sport. Tony Range just won a, a challenge championship. Uh, and, uh, and we got him here to talk about the whole thing, you know, exclusively in detail. Uh, but, I mean, dude, you just saw it happen. Um, you've known for a while that you've won it. And that you're you're gonna get the ring, so we just had Carl on, and she had to leave um, to I don't know for all to say she had to leave to go battle some you know super villains, and she wasn't able to see her win. But like for you, Tony, you just got to see it, you got to experience it with your family. Like, what does it feel like? Uh, man, a smile hasn't left my face since I've actually watched uh, since I actually watched that final. Um, you know, you could ask Alyssa. I mean, li- literally, the corners of my mouth were touching my earlobes, man. And I, I'm, I'm still smiling this morning. I'm still smiling well, this morning. 
Well, tell me how different it is than that when you actually win the championship there on set uh, at, well, in Los Angeles, I would imagine, um, as opposed to another country. But it's a UNCT at the finish line. You're winning. You know, the, the people you're with are a little disgruntled. Maybe you have a couple beers afterwards and congratulations. But then that's it, you know. Um, and, and, and even Cara's win. I remember when Cara won, you know, the Vendetta's championship. It was, it was very, like, anticlimactic. I don't know if that's the word. I've heard people use that word. It was like she won it on stage, and then everybody left. You know, everyone was just gone. The way, the way I felt when me and CT were rolling down that hill to deposit our last Miz coin and basically, you know, seal up the, seal up the win, it, it, was, it was very surreal. It did not feel – it didn't feel real. It felt like a dream. Um, it was almost kind of like, how the hell did we just pull that off? One of those feelings, you know? So it really kind of didn't hit me. Uh, probably to like the next day or two, I was like, holy shit. I really just won that. And I'm also asking myself, well, what does that mean? Because just like you were saying, who, where, where do we rank this at? Do we call, do we call this like a, a, a challenge win? Do we say now I'm, I'm considered really a champ? Or are we only considering regular season challenges you know the real mccoy um in my head i'm always gonna i'm always gonna think this was you know a big win even though i do still feel like i have something to prove uh within a regular season of the challenge you know that's the big one that's the one now that i'm hungry for i've made a final i made a regular season final lost um you know, I went on Chance versus Stars, made that final and won. Uh, before that, you know, Dirty uh, Thirty, I made it right the last challenge before the final. I've steadily been, you know, uh, you know, kind of gradually getting better at these things, and now it's time for me to prove myself in a regular season of the challenge and take home that that big prize money. Because I can tell you this, Derek, tell you this, Scott, winning that money for my charity felt great, and for the city that I was born in, but. The only thing that's going to trump that is if I win one of these regular season challenges and I come home and I'm able to put that money on the table for my family. So um, I was really excited to win that, though, for New Orleans, for Hands of New Orleans. And, um, you know, I don't think I could have picked a better charity. So I'm very grateful. The, this uh, this whole season, we've been talking about how this this champs versus stars had a different feel to it. It had a level of competition that seemed to be upped. We had more better characters on the the stars side, and the format was changed to where it gave everybody a fair shake, the stars included. Now they came out last night with a finale and a final that I thought rivaled some of the big challenge finals. And we just saw back to back. You run that Vendetta's final. You just won this chance versus stars final. Alyssa on Twitter. Twitter wants to know how did the chance versus stars final compare to the vendettas one? Cause to me, this one, man, maybe it was the weather, but this one looked tough. Uh, you know what? They're very, uh, comparable to be honest. I mean, so vendettas, vendettas was, I want to say vendettas was a bit longer. So, um, so vendettas was a bit longer as far as time wise champs versus stars final. I actually, they let us keep our watches for these challenges and for the final on Chance versus Stars, which Derek, you know that that's a no-no on a regular season of the challenge. You can't have a watch before any competition that we do. Reason, reason being, they don't want us timing and knowing where we're at, and if you know if we have the lead, if we don't, whatever. Well, for this, uh, for this final for Chance versus Stars, I was able to hold my watch. And so what I'm trying to say is, it was. I know it was three and a half hours. That final lasted three and a half hours. I had it timed on my watch. I started the timer. 
uh, whenever the miss said go, and I stopped it when we crossed the finish line. It was three and a half hours. It was brutal. We did not stop not once unless we were at the station, um, and that was to complete our task. It was it was brutal, and you can only imagine. It was in this vineyard, and it was just mush and mud, and it was very comparable to, to – you know, you could really compare it to the Vendettas one because it was the same conditions. It was that muddy, you know, sloppy terrain. Um, I, I think Vendettas, if I had to pick which one was harder, I'm going to give the edge to the Vendettas final strictly because I think it had more running involved. I, I want to say, man, it felt like it was really close to almost a full marathon we ran in Vendettas. And this one we ran on Chance versus Stars it was a little bit over a half a marathon. So, um, yeah, I'll give the edge to Vendettas as far as difficulty, and that's strictly on the cardio end because you got to think on Vendettas. I'm running, I'm running that whole final with, well, I'm running a third of that final with probably, uh, let's say, 80 pounds of medieval armor. I mean, that's that's really that's hard. I'm running a, a third of that final with shackles around my ankles. I mean, by the time your your back and your ankles start gushing blood, you know that's that makes it really difficult. Um, so I, I'm giving the edge to the Vendetta's final, but very, very similar. Um, we like to, whenever possible, give credit to the people making the show. And I think last night they did a great job with this through line narrative telling this story of CT with the back injury, you carrying him through those first few rounds where he looked like he was about to give up. You guys getting to the point where this is where you guys do your thing, eating the food. You literally got the last batch of food that no one else wanted and you took it down like you were at the salad bar at the Sizzler. Obviously in poetic fashion, you end on a puzzle, which is where you tee up CT to say this is what this man does and you guys come back, the comeback story of the year, winning that final. And the editing and the post-production and the way that they made this episode play out I thought was some of the best work they've ever done so Roche has a question about CT's back injury he says how legit was CT's back injury it was it not something that was played up more on TV um, and if not that's a crazy comeback also was Casper really taking it that easy at the food station with the first choices even more impressive that you guys downed all the stuff that nobody wanted so talk about those two moments which like I said played out on the show in Shakespearean fashion uh, what was it like going through those in real time the back injury and the food portion uh, I think it's amazing that people are picking up on the uh, on the great editing that production did and you know post-production because I really think that that final and this season period has been put together very very well um, I don't know so if CT's back injury was exaggerated or if that was you know, or, or if it didn't hurt as bad as he said, the only person that's going to know that is CT because in the moment I could tell you, I thought that man was in pain and agony. Um, that, that was something where CT is not just going to fake a back injury because he's gassed out or he's tired. I mean, he literally tweaked something in his back at one point that didn't show up, but he's like walking backwards up the, up the Hills because that was the only, the only thing to relieve the pressure at the time. I think once you point, once you push yourself past a certain point with pain, you don't really, you, you know, you kind of it, it goes numb. And I think that's what happened with him. He was hurting so bad, he literally wanted to wanted to cr- crawl up into a ball and just kind of lay there. And I, 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 at one point, I told him, I said, "You want me to, you want me to tell production just to get the four wheeler over here, just to get the, you know, like you want to call it?" He's like, "No, no, 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 I got this." I was like, "Man, see, thank you for hanging in there." And so yeah, he was in a lot of pain, and I think it just at one point. Uh, the, the adrenaline and him pushing through it, I think it became numb and he was able to finish 
the uh, complete the final. And thank God, man, because I, I just had flashbacks of vendettas of me coming in dead last on that one. And it's like, oh, shit, now I'm here. This final chance versus stars. I'm in, I'm in better shape, you know, as far as endurance-wise. I'm ready for this final. And I have CT, who is arguably the greatest guy to ever play this sport, uh, kind of holding me back in a way. So I had flashbacks of, oh, here I go. I'm going to be dead last again in a final. I'm not going to have any redemption. Um, but should have known better never to count CT out. I shouldn't have had a, an ounce of doubt creep into my mind because uh, you see that monster, he, pull, he pulled through. So. He, and you know what? He, he really is like a monster. Like uh, I, I, ran that final, <laughs> yeah. I, I ran that final against him in the, the Dirty 30. And uh, the, the biggest issue is, is he, may, he may fall back on a run, but he's not falling that far back. You know, and, and and you remember, like we went against him in that in that puzzle in the Dirty Thirty, where uh, I think you were partnered with uh, I don't know Kayla maybe, and um, I don't know, no, it was someone else, Jenna, 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 Jenna. Yeah. and like it, it, I mean, this dude is just like it, it's just insane. Like he, even though he's he's big, he carries a lot of weight. If he gets to a puzzle, I mean, it just balances everything out. You know, it's like. It's insane, but he, he is he is like a, a great athlete, a, a great competitor. And and I want to ask you this, Tony, because when I first met you on the Dirty Thirty, you really did seem like everyone's little bro. You know, like you you were up there in the red room until you know you helped destroy that room and dismantle them. Um, you know, it, it seemed like you know you, and then eventually you almost got tired of being little bro. You got tired of almost getting picked on. Um, you eventually made it through beating out everybody and then saying at the dirty 30 reunion, we got to take the old guys out. And then, um, and then you did it on vendettas. Um, but my question is, is on this finale, on this final, what did it feel like? Did it feel like you were carrying big bro? Did it feel like you were pushing big bro? Was it like pushing dad? Was it like, you know what I mean? Like what's the difference there with CT? Is he like dad or is he like big bro? I mean, dude, to be honest with you, there has been, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what it felt like. I, it felt like I was, I was CT's equal. So I don't know. It just felt like bro. It didn't feel like big bro. It didn't feel like dad. It felt like bro. And mm-hmm. you, you've seen it. Everyone's seen it. They've seen my transition into this equal of, of guys like CT and bananas and you like in the vets, you know, and For sure. everybody, they, they kind of took it. I don't know if people kind of took that the wrong way. I know I might have played it up a little bit in the past as far as I got to Dirty 30 saying, hey, we need to take the, the older guys out. It's not it's not we need to take the other, you know, the older guys out. I could have said it a little better or worded it differently. What I mean by that is now it's time for guys that have been around for five or six seasons to step out of the shadows of the vets and stop being maybe, you know, intimidated by them and kind of forge your own path. You know, we've I've been around now, uh, including Chancellor Stars. I've done how uh, uh, numerous seasons okay more than i count on one hand so how many how many seasons has it been how many seasons has it been to get because when i saw kayla crying yesterday and in disappointment as she lost i thought to myself it took me i won on my sixth season you know so i kind of wanted to send that send that her way that message her way that it takes people a, a long time to win one of these sometimes you know and, and and chance versus starts is a big win, nonetheless. Whatever we, you know, however we're going to categorize it in in the future, whether 
whether the big challenges are the heavyweight championships and, 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 and the champ versus stars of the intercontinental championships. I, I don't know how this is going to get categorized, but it, it is a fucking huge win for someone like you that has never really experienced it fully. You know, I was there when you got your first challenge win, uh, uh, first individual competition challenge win. And that was like a big fucking deal for you. And, and as it is for everyone else that gets that first, you know what I mean? That, that monkey off their backs. Yeah, I mean, it took me four seasons to get my first daily challenge win, and it took me five seasons to make my first final. And this is my sixth season of Chance versus this is six Chance versus Stars. I finally won, and um, you know, I just I think for my five my first five seasons, you know, I kind of laid back. I kind of you know stood back in the wing, kind of watched everybody, and almost kind of played my role. But at the same time, I was soaking up everything and learning and and knowing that uh, soon enough my time would come. And like I said last night, uh, you know, now I feel like it's my time. You know, it's it's Tony time. So uh, I just got to keep building on this. And like I said, uh, chance for stars. That win feels awesome. It feels amazing. I was I met with my uh, my charity and stuff like that. And it just man, it, it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But like I said, I still got my eye on the pro- on the big prize. And um, we'll see how that works out for me in the future. You mentioned they uh, they let you keep your watch. I think it's they were there were producers probably doing a little meet and saying let's let him keep his watch. The watch doesn't work. He looks at it. It only says one thing, right? <laughs> as soon as I started crossing that finish line, I should have said, uh, "Oh, hey, by, by the way, Scott, uh, Derek, sorry to interrupt. Um, Alyssa says, hey. Oh, hey, yeah, have her on. Can she come on? Can we talk? Can, well, we, can we have both she, of them on individually? Who is yeah, that? Which daughter is that, Tony? Which that, daughter that's, is that? That's, that's Isla. That's the wild child. That's Isla. Okay, she's, that's uh, Isla. So how old yeah. is she now? She's one and a half. Can she say words? Dude, she can say words. It's so can you crazy. have her? Can you have her come on and, and have her say something? Or is she going to bother you and like hit you in the head with a spatula? She'll, she'll probably hit me in the head with a spatula and then say something. And then probably say, I want the phone and I want Dada and get off and then the she's And then she's going to hang up and we'll have to end the podcast. So I'll let Alyssa <laughs> take her out the room and, and, and deal with that. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to hear from Alyssa at some point, you know, see how she feels with like all this. If she's in, you know, if she's down with it. I know we had a, she was, um, an awesome time at the challenge throwdown in New York city. I know both of you guys are going to be there in Orlando, but um, if you guys haven't seen Alyssa in a while, um, she's one to meet too, because she was just, she just seemed like she had a great time out there. And like people loved, you know, seeing someone like that. She was just, she was a blast. She's, she's a blast dude. She's awesome. She's, she's a lot better than me when it comes to uh, handling herself and keeping her composure in a public setting that's for sure she's my she's my rock dude so as, as you've seen in new york um i kind of knocked out early but she was still there kind of uh representing me <laughs> you know what i mean so um but we won't we won't dwell into that but uh yeah, yeah. um she definitely balanced it out she definitely balanced that, it out. that's that's what i'm trying to say that's what i'm trying to say um, now we got a funny question here from someone whose name is actually meals. And ironically, it's about some of the meals that you guys ingested on champs versus stars. He says, how does one transform into a human garbage disposal when you're eating food? What's the mindset? I'm genuinely interested. Now this also applies to on vendettas when you took us to the Mayo clinic, but also recently we saw you guys doing the saltine and the sardine sandwiches and whatnot, which I thought was hilarious, but talk about that. Where did you acquire that skill? Um, man, good question. I have no idea. I think it's just something you're either you're born with or you're not born with. I don't think you could train. I don't know if you could train for that. Um, 
obviously you can train your body to eat enormous amounts of a certain food, but as far as any food they throw at you, I think it's just something that you got to have. It's just natural. Uh, me, me being from the South, me being from the Bayou, from Louisiana, New Orleans, I think that helps. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a crawfish bowl. Yeah, we call it mud, it's disgusting. We call, mud, we call mud bugs. I mean, you know, you got to suck the head. A lot of people are like, oh my God, no, that's gross. You're like eating brains and yeah. crawfish brains. And I'm like, dude, it's one of the best delicacies of South. <laughs> so I think that, you know, frog legs, uh, you know, all that, I think that really does help me out. But uh, it's also a mind state. It's also knowing that, hey, you know, I might not be able to, it, it, you basically, I don't know. You, if you can't run 10 miles straight without stopping, well, you better add something else to your repertoire. And if that's eating, then, well, good thing you got that at least. You know what I'm saying? And that's something you can always work on running. Eating, it's something you got to have or you don't have. And it's, uh, it's an equalizer in these games. And it's something you really got to have in your, you know, in, in your arsenal. Because um, as you see last night, Casper and Louise, we gave them a two-minute two delay. They caught up with no problem because they were better runners than me and CT. Problem is, it takes you a lot longer to eat that food than it did to run that whole first leg. So uh, that's where they really screwed up, and we took uh, we took advantage of it. Now, as much as you guys excelled in the eating portion, you mentioned Casper and Luis, and um, Soroche touched on this earlier. Casper's sitting there like he's at a tea party eating those powdered donuts. Now, all, all of us have gone through a box of Entenmann's in less than 20 minutes, and we're seeing this guy not be able to polish off a couple of powdered donuts. That was somewhat infuriating. And then on the flip side of it, you got Wes and, and Booby who get there before you. They're supposed to have first, or uh, not first, but second pick of the litter here when it comes to food and Wes has this brilliant idea let's go for the dog food over peppers and onions which are, are in some form delicious and then you guys get there probably thinking oh man we're gonna be eating dog food we're gonna be eating fish juice and you look over and probably see no Wes and Booby elected to eat that stuff instead so talk about not just seeing how you guys were able to thrive but seeing how those other teams totally botched this from a format standpoint see basically uh, that's where and we, and we harp on this a lot, but that's where experience comes into play. So Casper and Louise get there first. They see, you know, all these trays of food that they can choose from. Um, and they want to pick in, you know, the sweet stuff and, and, you know, the things that they think aren't going to be so bad. I guarantee you, me and CT got there first. We would have spread it out. So he would have known. He would have known quicker than I would have because I probably would have picked all the sweet things, too. And we would have had to eat a mountain of food. CT would have known better coming off of experience that, hey, OK, yeah, we're going to get these onions and these peppers. We'll take the donuts and the syrup, too, and I guess we'll go with um, maybe the cupcakes. So right there, you kind of even it out, knowing that you're probably going to have a lot of donuts. And, and what I'm trying to say is it just comes down to to experience with that. And Wes really dropped the ball. I mean, like you said, if I see onions and peppers, I'm picking that over dog food. Don't know what the hell he was thinking there. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean— for, for Casper to just be sitting there, and I know he doesn't mean any disrespect, but it, I almost took it as, like, disrespectful for him to just be sitting up on that table. And, and I can remember being there in person like it was yesterday. I was walking up to the eating portion, and I see him just sitting on that table, and he's just got one little donut and he's saying, like, ha-ha. And I'm just thinking to myself, dude, this is kind of like you're, I don't know, like you're like just shoving this in our face. Like, you got here first. We got this sweet stuff. And we kind of took offense to it. And not gonna lie, it, it added a little more fuel to the fire for us to get those dishes down. He kind of he kind of reminded me of the cat from Alice in Wonderland. Could you guys see that? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That's funny. can we yeah. can we get a Photoshop from any of our listeners for for something like that? I uh, think we can. 
the cat I, I seen that, one man. of my Casper. Um, so and and like here's the thing, it's like, like for me, like I've I've eaten a lot of a lot of stuff back in my day. Maybe not that much, you know, but I, but I do remember um, there being uh, on my very first challenge there was uh, Eric Nice had to eat mayonnaise. So I'm wondering if there's a if we if there's a time on how. You ate your bowl of mayonnaise versus when Eric Nice ate his bowl of mayonnaise. Uh, I, I just I don't know how you can plan and see like sixteen things and be like, oh, donuts and uh, donuts and and onions might be the best way to go. Like I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like that, how many that, donuts? That's 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 where I'm telling. But that's where experience. That's where experience would come in. Um, may, you know, even if you got there, I could. I, I'm pretty sure in the moment you would kind. It would click. It's just something that clicks with you. Be like, okay, donuts. No, I know that's a setup by production. They're not going to be that nice. They're going to give you twelve right. donuts. You think it's mm-hmm. going to be three? It's going to be twelve donuts. That's something you know. Like if I'm running along you, if I'm running along the side of bananas, if I'm running along the side of CT, that's something that you, that's just something that's going to click automatically. Something I wouldn't even think of, even you know, because I'm not that experienced yet. I'm getting there, but that's something that is going to click, um, you know, w- with you with you older guys that have done ten plus seasons. Can the experience sometimes get in your own way, though? Because it, do you think maybe that it was Wes's experience kind of overthinking it and thinking dog food sounds bad, but really if you can get it out of your head, it's just kind of ground up meat, whereas if you take an onion, it's going to take you an hour because of the way it makes you cry or something? Because I can't think of a scenario in which I would choose dog food over anything unless I thought I was like beating the system in some way, like it would be a spoonful or something. Yeah, the dog. I mean, I don't know how you pick dog food over anything on that table. By the way, I, that yeah. was that was just ridiculous in my eyes. I, I know he might have like thought it was a joke or a play up on like how much he loves his dog, or because you know he's infatuated with Bootstrap. That's his dog's name. But yeah, that was. I think that was a, a, a very big mistake on his part. If they if it wasn't for that dog food, because we left at the same time, so I think if it wasn't for that dog food, if he would have chose something else, maybe the habanero peppers, or uh, or you know whatever the case may be. He might he might have could have got out of there you know a few minutes before us but I mean who am I kidding as soon as we got to that last part though with the puzzle in the box dude we ripped we we exposed our puzzle we ripped open that box and exposed that puzzle before they even had the saran wrap off of there so uh, either way I think it was me and CTs to to win but. There were definitely some questionable decisions made there at a few of the uh, checkpoints, especially the eating portion. Here, here, here's my last question on, on on the eating stuff. So, was Casper trying like trying to help? Like, was it twelve donuts? Was it five donuts? Was it six donuts? Um, was he trying? And, and, and was he trying to eat anything else? Was he trying? Was it just him donuts and her the other four things? And then, as far as the dog food goes, like I really do think that his love for his Wes's love for his dog in his head maybe had went. And said, um, I, "My dog likes this. I bet I'll like it too." You know, so and like <laughs> he, he might. Wes, Wes might actually share dog food with his dog. Like they might have a bowl of dog food together at home. We don't know what the story is behind that. I didn't, didn't care to ask him because he probably wouldn't tell the truth anyway. But yeah, the dog food was pretty <laughs> questionable. It was very, very questionable. My uh, my thoughts are, and I, I I hope Wes can at some point clarify this for everybody, but I think the same way you just said, donuts is never going to be that easy. They're going to give you 12 of them. I think Wes might have thought they're going to reward whoever gets the dog food by giving them like a small amount of it. And that cut to him, him eating, get a, uh, he gets a big salad bowl full of it, and he's throwing up for 10 minutes. And to be fair, if you're looking at a watery 
meaty product that can uh, like a watered down soft product that you think can go down easily. I think that's also something Strategic, that you think right. about, okay. you know, so it's like, this might be go down easy dogs like it. Like how far, <laughs> how far fetched is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Fetched. Yeah. But how do you choose that over a habanero pepper or like, you know, some onions, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, I, don't, I just don't. Can you see, I mean, either me neither, but can you see, um, like, can you actually pick up the, the, uh, the top of it and see how many are in there and what it's looking like? Or is it just like, just no, 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 oh. no. You just, yeah. You just see what the late, you know, you see what, what plates labeled and you got to go with it. It's part so. of the strategy D you don't get to see the quantity. You don't get to see the form it's in. You just got to pick based on the label. So it's no, it's, there's no strategy. It's just a guess. So how many donuts were there? 12. How many? It was 12 donuts. Were, it was? Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah 12, 12 donuts is a lot more than one, you know, c- cereal bowl full of dog food. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I might have not been a bad play, but, um, uh, something like that. I mean, me and CT comes there you could have randomized it and gave us five dishes of whoever's choice. And we, we would have crushed it. I'm sure, dude. We were, we, we, we were on a mission. We were on a mission. And I, just, and you, I, could, I knew it was coming. I just knew it was coming. I knew they were going to have an eating portion. I knew this was going to be tougher than any other final they had for Chance versus Stars. And and I knew they were going to put that eating in there. And I'm not going to lie, throughout the whole season, it's no secret. A lot of people picked up on it. It seemed to me that production or the way the game, not production, but the way the game was set up, it really played in favor of the Stars. So going into that final, um, yeah. Going into that final, I don't know if they had planned on maybe having some stars that could out-eat us or maybe the stars take such a big lead that they could out-eat us. But we were on a mission, and that just wasn't going to happen. I mean, we when we seen – that's when we got our second life. I think that's when CT's back really just uh, – it healed itself immediately because then, then we knew, okay, this is it. We are, are you, you know, you're telling me you're telling me there's a chance. And, and you didn't have a choice of food, right? It was just what was left. Right, right. Because you guys yep. were last and last, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, they benefited from everyone else's bad decisions. Last question on the final, and then I want to ask some questions about the season as a whole, uh, which gave us a lot more to talk about than we actually probably thought it would going into it. But have you purchased a hoverboard yet since filming this finale? <laughs> no, I haven't, and I don't plan on purchasing a hoverboard. I heard in the episode Casper uh, say. Oh yeah, I've got three of these at home. Well, good for you, buddy. I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever even tried to, to, to ride one before. And you know what? Uh, MTV did me a, a, a huge favor by not airing the part where I basically did a backflip off the hoverboard uh, and bust and busted my ass. Um, they got me bad when I, they seen how slow I was riding it, but they didn't see the part where I tried to stop with my puzzle pieces and literally fell flat on my back. It was terrible. Well, those things are dangerous enough. I bet you legally they couldn't show that because I, I've never gotten more anxiety. Watch, I, I, I honestly have never gotten more anxiety watching a segment because I am scared shitless of those things. I've seen videos of people fly into their wall and br- shatter their wall with them. You hear that one out of every three of them explodes. My theory is that Casper was probably talking one day about how he owns three hoverboards and a producer had a light bulb go off in his head and goes, man, everybody already kind of hates on Casper and all this weird shit he says. Wouldn't it be great if we had one of the finale components involve a hoverboard where everyone else just busts their ass and Casper skates around like he's on a magical gliding board because he happens to own one of these things, I, that's my thought process. Because where else do you come up with that? That's that's a good conspiracy theory. I like it. I'll buy it. There's a there, there's a really funny uh, Mike Tyson 
uh, YouTube video where he busts his ass right. off the off the hoverboard. It's awesome. The only thing that could whoop Mike Tyson's ass, a hoverboard. Mine, um, yeah, right. Mine, uh, literally, my feet came from underneath me. I was completely airborne, and I did just a, just completely back slapped on the ground. It was terrible, but Le- Legos up, going shake, flying shake, everywhere. Shake. Legos, Legos everywhere. yeah, Legos went <laughs> flying everywhere. I got up, I shook it off, and we finished that thing. So, <laughs> kudos to them for putting together an amazing final for you guys to run. I thought visually it looked great. Those great aerial shots of that mountain. Look, because look, I will say, even though this season I thought was better than the other Chance versus Star season, one of the things aesthetically that bothers me about the spinoff, and I know they do it based on convenience and availability, is when you shoot it in Los Angeles, you get a lot of parking lots, you get a lot of swimming pools you get a lot of like open fields and visually it's not as stunning as say a regular season this felt like you guys were on a mountain over in ireland or scotland or something like that and man the challenge gods and when i say this i literally mean the challenge gods who decided to pour down the rain on you guys and really add that element to it too made it look really great so kudos to them i said it last night it was it was the the best finale i've seen in a while even including the big challenges but glenda wants to know how fair were the power plays during the season of champs versus stars uh, we've gotten this question a lot, actually. Recently, we talked to Kayla about them as well, since they varied so much. And we saw one at the end where Casper and Louise got to just actually boot two teams. And then some of them would be as simple as, like, uh, you get to pull a cleat out of, uh, of homeboy's shoe. So talk about that, what that was like for you guys. I mean, looking back on it, it's very suspicious. It's very, you know, like, oh, we're, how, how are these power plays – always in the favor of the stars it seemed like uh in the moment i didn't catch that in the moment i was so in the moment i was so caught up in the game and just trying to perform as best as i could out there i didn't see it the way everybody else did i think ashley was very adamant on it um you know uh, pretty much everybody out there all the champs they kind of were like yeah this is bullshit you know there's no way the stars are getting that lucky with all these power plays if they really are randomized. There's just, there's no way that, you know, the, the percentage of that happening is so small. So, um, it, it is a little fishy. Uh, I can't talk about MTV or my production team or Brenda Mary, nothing like that because, um, they're the ones that put food on my table. So I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead yeah, and we don't, uh, we don't side do with that them here. and we say that, that say that it was completely by chance. And that's just how it played out. And you know what the thing is? Look, people can complain about it, and we all complained about it out there. We complain about it now, but at the end of the day, look, two champs, we still we still won that thing. You know, we still won that thing out of all the all the shit that we went through, all the adversity. You know, we showed resilience, and we were able to hang in there and hang tough, and we we won that thing. So um, all that is all that doesn't even matter at this point. Uh, maybe, maybe if it, if it would have worked out different, if some power plays went this way instead of that way, maybe you would have had different people in the final. And if that's the case, I don't, I didn't want that to happen because it worked out perfect for me. So, um, yeah, as far as the power plays go, it would have been great for us to have a few more that uh, gave us a better advantage. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I can't complain. Yeah, and and it's like that every challenge. And, And now more and more of the twists and turns are coming from different angles and directions. And, uh, and it's part of the game. Like, and, and, and just to, just so you know, we call those people challenge gods, you know, um, Tony, uh, we refer to the, we refer to all them as as challenge gods. So whatever they, whatever they magically bring upon us, we have to deal with basically. And so there's, there's all these conspiracies. What if this, what if that, but the bottom line is, is like when the, when the stars align, you know, CT and Tony are the champions of this thing. And uh, CT's, uh, you know, back's given out on him. 
Tony's fucking wheeling away. I've got a spin on it, D, that'll actually make it all make sense. So the series is called Champs versus Stars, right? So they're coming into your world. They got to participate in the challenge. But the you coming into the Stars world is, Tony, I don't know if you know this, but in Hollywood, it's all about who you know. And not everything's fair. And if you're a celebrity, stuff kind of gets catered to you. So that's the element that gets brought to the game from the Stars perspective. That's my spin on it, guys. No, you're right. And maybe they... You know, maybe the challenge guys were showing them a little favor because they it is about who you know, and maybe they, maybe they, maybe some of the stars knew the challenge guys personally. Yeah, Some, why'd you get that part over me? I don't know. Her uncle's directing the movie. Maybe that's why. Right. You know, who right, knows? Right, 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 right. Well, I think I think uh, CT put it put it very eloquently when he said, um, "I don't care if you're an Olympic athlete. I don't care if you're an NBA champion. You're at the challenge." And this is my sport, pretty much. I'm the challenge champion. I run the challenges. This is a whole nother world. This ain't basketball. This ain't hurdles. This is the challenge, motherfucker. I think he said mofo, and I don't think he said it in those words. Just saying. I feel. I mean, in a, in a lot of in a lot of ways, yeah, dude. I mean, think about it. the challenge. That's the house that CT built. Um, you know, along along with guys like you and Bananas and Darrell. Uh, you know, it's the house that the the challenge vets built. So. It doesn't matter. You're a star if you're a Olympic athlete. He, you know, he, he's he's exactly right, and that's why you know people don't get it. The stars come in, and they're like, oh my god, y'all taking associate? Yeah, well, we have a lot of pride uh, in this game. You know, it, this game means a lot to us. It's not. It's it's more than a game. Uh, the the just how mentally taxing it is. Uh, just you know, just the the physicality of it all. Um, the emotions that come with this game. It, you know, it, it's more than just oh, we're, we're throwing a couple guys on TV to to jump on a, to go through a jungle gym, you know, and uh, whoever does it first wins. No, it's more than that. And uh, I think that's where a lot of, um, like this season, for example, you know, a lot of people, and even myself going back watching it, it seemed like I did come off a little cocky or a little arrogant. Uh, no, one of the reasons that- <laughs> not at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you mean when you called out Arian Foster and, and challenged well, him to a, a bar fight? Well, look, I have handled myself a little, I have, I have, I have humbled myself better in the past in certain situations. And on Chance versus Stars, I didn't have a whole lot of humble moments. And uh, I could have carried myself and handled a lot of different situations better. But the, a lot of factors that played into my attitude or my demeanor out there was seeing these stars. This is my, this is my first season of Chance versus Stars, so I didn't really know what to expect or how they were going to act. But I did feel a certain level of disrespect or a certain level of uh, just – I don't want to say disrespect, but they didn't because they haven't done real seasons. Uh, they don't understand what really goes into this and how much it really means to us. So that's just like somebody coming into your home, not taking their shoes off at the door and then kicking their feet up on your couch. It's like, hold up, wait, this is my house. What, what are you, what are you doing? Like you can't put your feet up on my couch with your shoes on like that's straight disrespect. So I was feeling that from a lot of the star side and that's where a lot of my, my, my demeanor was coming from like I just felt it was disrespectful um you know like hey guys who the hell do you think you are when really who the hell am I you know um I'm out here lucky enough to be considered a champ just because I went to a final um but yeah I, that's that's where a lot of that was coming you know from with me uh, just just the demeanor and the way these guys were acting toward our game I can ima- I can only imagine that you know how pampered they they are you know in in their normal lives in, in a way you know, to where they even I'm sure that the way they get brought into like the challenge or champs versus stars, it's probably very like 
gentle and respectful and like, you know, uh, you know, very, very catering. So when they show up, I mean, these guys, I mean, let's face it, like we're, di- we're different. It's like, we're from the city. They're from the burbs, you know, the, the high end suburbs, you know, and right, maybe once right. in a while, maybe, maybe once in a while, you know, um, you know, maybe once in a while they get, um, you get one or two that like understands what it's like to hang out with the kids from the hood per se, you know what I'm saying? Or the city per se, however you want to call it, you know, um, you know, and, no, and, and so, what we, we did have, have stars like that out there now, you know, like guys like Booby, uh, Casper caught on really quick and he was, he was willing to play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Uh, right. even though, you know, we, we hated him half of the time. Um, he was a great challenge competitor. Um, yeah, same, same, like I said with Booby, he, he was one of those guys where he wanted to blur the lines. He was, he was very willing to, um, to adapt to the challenge way. And that was really, really cool to see. Um, really, I can't, I can't, I mean, Booby, Louise, Casper, those, those three stars that were in the final were the most deserving and the most, I think I would say out of all the other stars, the most ready and I think capable to do a regular season of the challenge, to be honest. Um, so it wasn't all of them. I don't want to speak for all the stars as far as feeling that kind of disrespect and that dishonor toward our game. But um, there was certainly some of them that rubbed me the wrong way. And I mean, I'm just happy I kept my cool and kept it together as best as I could, even though, um, you know, that's not saying much. We uh, we got that question a lot throughout the season, both directed at us or if we had a guest on who was, was on your season or even wasn't. And I think that was a testament to how, how good of a job they did casting the stars this time around because you mentioned three of them, Booby and Louise and Casper, and some people even mentioned Brooke Hogan as people who, whether they can or couldn't or should or shouldn't, that people had interest in them potentially doing a full-on season. Now, we had Kayla on last week, and she was flat out like, no, I don't think any of them could do it. Um, and then we had some people like, you know, Louise, on who said I'd love to do it and then we'd have some people who said I think so and so and so and so could do it so what, what are your thoughts on that are you offended by the thought process and how do you think they would fare when the cell phones are actually in the producer's hands and they're actually in the woods and they're actually staying at the house with everybody they can't go back to their own room in the Jamaica Bay Inn talk about that a little bit <clears throat> I think they have some stars out there including just like I mentioned Casper Louise Booby uh, you had mentioned Brooke yes Brooke uh I think those four there, they they could do a regular season of the challenge, but they wouldn't. Uh, with all the stipulations that come with doing a regular season, like you just said, getting your phone taken away, having zero communication to the outside world, getting one ten-minute phone call a week, there's no way to keep up with their brand. You know, they're public figures to keep up with their brand. They can't be away for a month and a half, two months at a time. That's just something they're not going to be able to do. Now, if they were in different situations, if they didn't have a brand to worry about it. They had two months to where they, they knew they had absolutely nothing going on. And they said, yes, sign me up for the challenge. I do think Casper could adapt very well along with Louise, along with Booby, along with Brooke. I think they would do amazing out there. Now, would they make it very far? Probably not. Nobody does. Really. Nobody does as a rookie. You know, it comes with a lot of luck. Uh, them having some chance for stars experience. They probably would make it, you know, I would say I'd give them to the halfway point most likely, but um, that out there, that's a, that's a whole different ball game. And you want to talk about just a, it's pretty much 90% mental. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, a chance for stars, 10, 11 o'clock at night, we could check out, go back to our room, go back to our normal lives for that, for that period of time. And then hit the reset button in the morning. When you're out there in the, in the regular challenge house, um, in the jungle, no, 
they're in the jungle. There's no clocking out. You know what I mean? You're, you're from the moment you step off, step off that plane to the moment you back on that plane heading home. You got to be clocked in and ready to go at all times. I mean, literally at all times. We've had points where TJ is woken us up at 4 a.m. in the morning, two, three, four a.m. in the morning. Hey, let's go. We got a night challenge. Um, you know, so you don't you don't check out. And I think that's where they would run into problems. But do I think they could do it? Yes, but would they? No. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. You know, um, we, it's funny because it's so fresh in our memory because this Champs versus Stars season just came to a close. You guys had that great comeback victory, but you were on our second ever episode of Challenge Mania back in December, and that was pre all of vendettas. That was pre Tony Tom really taking effect. That was pre you changing your game up, sending home bananas, calling yourself Scotty Pippen, eating the mayo. We have a whole season of vendettas to talk about with you, and I think a lot of people want to know about that so um talk us through that man i mean when we had talked to you the first time you would obviously film the season and we could kind of hear a little swagger in your voice we could tell that yeah, you know yeah. even though you had gone <laughs> on vendetta on uh, dirty 30 and made it very far that man this guy's got man this guy might go far in uh in uh, vendettas because he already sounds like he's kind of running the thing and then we get done watching it we're like man homeboy is kind of running the thing so talk about those big moments in vendettas that now seem like so long ago because you've done a whole nother season since but really were the highlight, I think, of the whole challenge world. You deciding to come out from underneath bananas, kind of betray that that uh, that mentorship that you had even self-professed that he had had and calling you off-season, asking about your family. Talk about that move, what it took to make that move, and what it felt to see that move be carried out with Devin's involvement as well so successfully. Well, let me just say first off, I was going to go back and listen to that first episode I did with y'all, but... <laughs> I, I didn't even want to remind myself of the cockiness and the, the asshole vibe I was giving off during that whole um, podcast. Because, uh, look, and, and it's something I am working on being a little more humble. Um, but that was that was something that I was very proud of on Vendettas uh, from everyone seeing what I came from and being counted out and looking looked at as like, you know, the goofy – uh, you know, uncoordinated doofus that just kind of we carried along until it was time to drop uh, guy for me completely flipping the switch on that. Um, it felt good. And I have I had and I have all the reason in the world to be cocky and to be confident now in my abilities. And it's almost kind of like a big fuck you to everybody that ever doubted me. Um, but like I said, I am trying to work on being more humble, especially after seeing my cell phone chance versus stars and whatnot. But uh, uh you know, I'm just very, very confident in my abilities now, and I know I know what it takes. Um, and it's 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 a good feeling knowing that 
it's a good feeling knowing that what I believed in myself, uh, I could actually, you know, make come to fruition. And, um, and for that, you know, I'll pat myself on the back. Well, you know, and for the people listening at home, like it's really, really hard to not only lose because I've been there. I've, I've lost many times. Um, I wasn't able to get that championship for a while. Um, I was, you know, looked at in a, in, in a negative light and being, and, and being, uh, you know, stopped in public and, 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 you know, being talked to as like that guy, you know, you know, it takes a little bit of time to, uh, look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, watch yourself on TV and take away those things, uh, that, that, that you don't like and, and, and sort of get better, make yourself better. That, that's the biggest blessing of reality television or being on this, um, being on the challenge and seeing yourself season after season, you get to, you get to kind of manicure, you get to kind of manicure your, your image in a way and how you want to be perceived. And you get to work on things that translate over to your real life. I know seeing myself on TV from when I was 25, 26 years old to now, you know, I'm 30. uh, I've made tremendous strides and I could have never done that if I wasn't able to look back on how how I reacted in certain situations on television or how people perceive me by reading, you know, my, my Twitter mentions or, you know, message boards and seeing how I'm coming off and kind of realizing, okay, yeah, Tony, you could kind of tighten this up a little bit. You need to kind of work on this, tweak that. And that's just, you know, my, my, my personality and my, my, my ways and my attitude, uh, the, the competition part of it, the physicality part of it, that's something that I've learned with experience. Also, uh, going through multiple daily challenges, seeing what it takes to win. Uh, that's something I could take an off season and train and, and get better at. And then just watching myself on TV is something I could give, uh, use to train to get myself better and be more aware while I'm out there in the moment of how to handle certain situations. Cause that's part of your political game. You know, your mental game out there is being able to keep your cool, being able to interject when you need to being able to throw a smoke screen and get the hell out of there when you need to, you know, and <laughs> it, 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 it all, it had all plays a big part in being successful in this challenge. And, um, man, I haven't mastered it yet, but I'm fucking, I'm damn, I'm getting close. And don't let him skate away from the bananas moment, bro. And let me tell you guys, like, I'm, I'm getting murmurs, you know, when you guys are on vendettas, I'm getting murmurs, I'm getting fucking, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting, uh, you know, birds flying, dropping messages, you know, um, at, at the house, on the, at the doorstep, <laughs> saying that Tony and Zach are running the game, <laughs> not Johnny and, uh, well, I don't, Leroy, maybe, because in the end, you go, you take Leroy out, too. And that's strategically, politically, mentally, emotionally, not physically. How? With a knife? (laughs) To the throat? Was that to the throat or to the back, Tony? Well, I didn't take take Leroy out. I did. Put him in there, but he was able to fight his way, you know, back in and run oh, the final yeah, yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I did throw. I and did was throw that him because in there. of the bananas um, connection? Sorry. Okay. No, that was more of a. I just felt. I felt closer to Kyle that season. I felt like I could. I could kind of lean on him and depend on him more. Um, not not saying that me and Leroy didn't have a good showship or you know good friendship on the show um, or even outside the show. Um, I think he's a great guy, but at the time, the moment, you know, things change from season to season. I just had a, I preferred Kyle be there and run that final. Thought I had a better chance against him than I did Leroy. That's why I threw him in against Brad. Uh, 
but going back to this whole bananas thing, man, I guess it's been long enough now to where I've been able to been a, I've been able to kind of sit on this and really break it down. Going into that, a lot of people don't. A lot of people think, "Oh God, that was bananas is your boy." You know, can't believe you did that. Or, man, that's so cool you did that to bananas. Like, you need to get out of shadow. And you know, he, he was always gonna drop you anyway. You're low man on the totem pole. Uh, me and bananas going into that season, or any season, me and bananas has done. We have never had a deal. We've never had an agreement. We've never had a handshake saying, "Hey, you don't say my name, I'll never say your name." It's always been kind of an unspoken thing between me and him, but it's never been solidified with a handshake, with a uh, conversation, nothing like that. Uh, this is not something that was written in blood. Hey, you never backstab me. I'll never backstab you. It's never been said. So coming into Vendettas and after, after the performance on Dirty 30, after hearing all the whispers and all the talk about me and how I was really viewed within that banana alliance, um, I did kind of have a chip on my shoulder and I did want – to and was ready to make some moves if need be revenge and re- revenge in a way and just to kind of almost to kind of solidify myself as an individual and i'm not under anybody's wing i'm not i'm not standing in anyone's shadow and i'm not going to be anyone's lap dog i'm jumping off that lap i'm now a big dog and um you know i'm hopping i'm basically i'm, I'm jumping off the porch you want the big dogs now and whatever i got to do to show that to show that and do that i'm going to do so when the situation arose with bananas um, we actually, nobody knows this, but we actually tried to set him up the challenge before after the cars and it didn't work out. So it had been in play for about, about a week and a half. And, um, was I nervous? Of course. Uh, was I a little shaky about decision? Yes, I was, but there was a lot of different factors that went into play. There was a lot of outside influence that went along with me, um, making that decision. You know, it wasn't just me that wanted to get bananas out of there. There was a lot of people, obviously. And I was the man pretty much with the gun in his hand. And it just made all the sense in the world to pull that trigger, to make that move. He was going to be someone that was going to be a roadblock for me, either getting in a final or he was going to be a roadblock uh, for me winning a final. I know that he is, I mean, he's, he's gotta be top three, right? So why would you protect someone that is top three in this game uh, who hasn't made an agreement with you or gave you any kind of word that, hey, I, I got your back. Uh, so that just a lot of different things came into play. And it's a decision that I do not regret. Reason being is because my goal that season was to make it to a final. And I did. And I think that was a big part of it. Whether I don't pull the trigger there and we help each other get to a final or he cuts my throat before the final or whatever the case may be, we'll never know. So I don't have any regrets as far as making that decision. I think it was a bold move. I think it was the right move. And, um, you know, I maybe could have been a little more remorseful to him. But, uh, you know, you, you can't show that type of emotion, especially in a game. you got to stand strong by your decision and move forward. And then going – so moving into the final, he comes out. And, by the way, it's probably 25 degrees out there. It's raining it's miserable. I, I'm just coming off a big win to go into the final. Uh, I, he, he walks out. He walks out as a mercenary. For me to say that I wasn't a little shook would be me lying. So right there, I'm in my first final. I've been running this game the whole entire time. I feel great. I know I've got the most money in my bank account. And I'm thinking I'm at least going home with that, which was like, I think it was 40, 40 grand in my bank account. 
uh, I'm feeling great. And then to see Bananas walk out, which who I know is going to do anything in his power to try to stop me from winning this thing, uh, it had me a little shook. It threw me off my game right there in the beginning. So <clears throat> running the final, I hear T- – well, right before we run the final, TJ said it's going to be broken down into two heats and – only the top four, only the top two guys and top two girls are going into the second heat, and that's the only ones that get to keep their bank account. It freaked me the fuck out because I'm thinking, holy shit, I've got to at least make it to the second heat now. You know, I've got to at least do that. Um, I have to keep this money in my bank account. I've worked hard all season. I have to at least get to the second heat. Let's go. Let's do this thing. So right out the gate, as soon as TJ sounds the horn, I'm, I'm almost a little – I'm almost a little too, I get a little too ahead of myself. I come out the gate a little too hot. And to be honest, it hurt me because it, I did, I did almost burn out there. Um, I could have, I should have kept up pace and stayed ahead of Cara and stayed with Zach, uh, especially going into the sword pulling when we had the armor on, I should have been able to keep uh, a better pace and to be able to, to move just as fast as those guys and to keep been, um, that would have been the difference maker for me right there. I wouldn't have had to wait 20 minutes on Kayla to get to the sword pull, which ultimately screwed me uh, from making it to the second heat of that final. So uh, right out the jump, I was a little too hot. Uh, I was a little shook seeing bananas there as a mercenary, even though he didn't, he couldn't harm me because I had won every round against him in the card game. Um, That was, I don't know. That was a really, really tough final physically and mentally. And it's, you know, I, I was hanging my head low there for a long time. But I tell you what, I did finish it, as much pain and agony as I was in. And, um, you know, I think Cara was very deserving of it. She was so supportive of me that whole entire season. Even that final, she was kind of rooting me on. Like, we were running side by side a few times, and she seen me kind of struggling. And she was like, come on, you know, do this for you baby girls. Let's keep up. Let's keep up. And um, that's pretty much my whole final rundown. I mean, it, it sucked. It was raining. It was cold. It was muddy. Uh, and I think – you know, I hate to say that I lost it at the horn, but for me jumping out that gate so hot and kind of not having my bearings about me and not having that experience of a final and knowing to kind of keep the right pace and don't let outside factors inter- interrupt you or interfere with what you got going on, uh, that kind of cost me. And, um, you know, I, I, I said that I had said at the end I trained to get to a final. Uh, when I go home, I'm going to train. And I know what it takes to actually win a final now. And I kept my word. I went on chance for stars. I made the final and I won. No, go ahead. No, man. I'm just, I'm just proud of you, man. I'm, I'm happy. You know, you've, um, you, you, you've come a long way. You know, from like when I first started seeing you on TV, and you know, um, you know, shit, just happening in, in, in a negative light for you to like, you know, winning for your charity, winning your first challenge championship for your charity. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's, I guess, there's different, different levels to this, to these, to these challenges now too. It's like. You know, can you win a championship with your with with a, with a bloodline or a relative? You know, are you winning it by yourself? You know, um, are you winning it for your charity? You know, for me, like that's something I've never done. You know, so um, I think it's I think it's 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 awesome that you represent your your city. Um, you know, your your wife, your soon to be what your fiance is. That, I don't know. I heard you say something about a ring on this this past season. You know, for your for your little girls. Like, I, I'm just I'm just I, I feel like like after I got to know you is that, you know, this is, this is a meaningful time for you. And I just thought that it was important that we got the full story out and like the full, like, you know, congratulations, you know, that you deserve because, you know, I, I just, I just, I, I, I feel like you're an awesome dude, man. And, and you've, and you fought, you know, uh, through, 
you know, some demons to kind of get to this point. I appreciate that, D. I really do, man. Let's let him confirm the relationship status so everybody doesn't go ahead and just quote you on the four things that you said. So what is the story there? You put it out on social media. Obviously, we heard you joking about it over on Chance versus Stars as well. What is the, the progress with that? Well, it's no joke. I mean, I'm eventually going to marry this girl. Um, she's the love of my life. I fell in love with her when I was 16 years old. Of course, we ran through a couple of rough patches, but we've, uh, you know, as of late, as of over the past, you know, year or so we've definitely got on the right track and things have been really smooth and uh you know the ring the ring's coming soon i kind of wish they would have gave me the trip and i would have had the opportunity to propose to her before they aired that episode <laughs> but uh you know they didn't so uh the proposal i'm gonna have to come up with a, a different well, way to surprise her. i can't do it out there it'll take the uh, you know the excitement out of it but i was gonna say i got an idea for you orlando florida <laughs> on stage challenge mania live you know i'm like you know <laughs> <laughs> I got a mic in your face, and I'm like, uh, Tony, anything else before we let you go? And then you could just point at her in the crowd and just, baby, come here. We bring her up on stage like that Bruce Springsteen music video with Courtney Cox. That's what I'm thinking. Most magical place on earth, baby. Um, yeah, look, I don't. Let's let's leave that on the table. I'm not. Yeah, sure she doesn't listen to it. The if there's one thing I know it, about but, uh, Alyssa, uh, she doesn't listen to Challenge Mania. So if everyone can just keep this hush, <laughs> just like they kept your tweet hush with the ring, I think we can we can keep yeah. that under wraps and we can make that happen. I do have a question about Alyssa though. Andrew on our Facebook group, Facebook.com/slash/ChallengeMania podcast says, if there was a bloodlines, uh, I know technically you guys aren't bloodlines yet, at least. Um, would you bring Alyssa on the show, and how do you think she would do, or you two would do collectively? Uh, I've had this question before, and I always answer the same way. <laughs> um, the only way me and Alyssa would do a challenge together is if my girls could come too. So it would have to be the challenge family edition. <laughs> well, Corey, uh, Corey's I, doing that right now. So I don't know if you heard about that casting announcement, but Corey found a way to make uh, challenge family edition happen on MTV as well. Uh, how's that? We, we <laughs> they're, on, they're, on, uh, they're on Teen Mom OG. I don't know if you heard. They just announced that. Oh, yeah. Um, I heard something about that yeah yeah but well i mean that's still that's not a that's not a challenge though. that's not in a, and you're not you're not in a foreign country and you know what i mean uh but i think that man that's that's a, <laughs> that's a good that's a that's probably a better fit for Corey, huh <laughs> we said it we, we said we we joked about it when he was on x on the beach i was like now that's, now we're cooking with gas you know what i mean now he's found a sport. he can really ex he really excel in that lane for he's, sure he's um, just show shopping at this point he's like challenge doesn't work out what'd be better maybe x on the beach yeah that's a little bit too hard what'd be easier than that teen mom boom <laughs> Right, he just got to pop in and pop out. He's gonna be on. Um, what would you do next on Nickelodeon? <laughs> right. Well, um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the drama. The drama's gonna set in when Cheyenne brings a new man into the picture. I feel like that's 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 when it's gonna go down. Oh, that's dude. I mean, uh, if, if, if that if this is all really true, I mean, there's no doubt I'm gonna tune in. I gotta see that shit show. <laughs> um, uh, but but as far as like you know me and Alyssa doing a challenge together, it would be really difficult, especially with the girls being as young as they are right now. Um, I think that would be, and I think it would be a, a force to be reckoned with. Y'all would actually see Alyssa's you know com competitive side. I mean she would cheer she was a cheerleader for uh, for the University of Lafayette. She was a raging Cajun, so she's uh, she's athletic. She's very true man. She's a very strong willed woman too. Uh, she she take the she take the reins in the driver's seat on a lot of them. I'm sure with me and her. 
But, no, um, no pun intended. Yeah. And that's the name for your spinoff show, by the way. You know, like Ms. and Mrs. If they do, you guys is take the reins. Um, would take you the- stay at home? <laughs> would you stay at home with the kids and just let Alyssa go and play with the uh, with the big boys and the big girls? Like the Incredibles. Uh, uh, I would. I would. I don't know how comfortable she would feel with that, but I mean, I would if she if she would be up for it. Um, man, she she's just so she's just she can't leave this house, man. She can't leave this house. Uh, she's she knows that daddy's got to go off, and you know he's got to make a few sacrifices here and there to try to try to put the food on the table. But as far as her, she um, I think she's pretty content right here, man, and she wouldn't want to leave these babies for more. She she hates to leave them for a weekend now. I can't get a weekend getaway with her for nothing. So she. She's FaceTiming every five minutes anytime we're away from the girls. So, um, I mean, if if, they, if somehow they came about and that was possible, then, yeah, let her go out there and try to win that money for us. I'll, well, take, I'll take one off. Well let, me tell, well, let me tell you this. I don't know if you've seen Incredibles 2 yet, but the dad – uh, the dad staying home with the kids didn't work out so hot, and it just turned out Whoa, that one of the babies. Spoiler alert! You can't spoil Incredibles yeah, too. You know, you know, I'm gonna go see that movie. I haven't seen it yet, but come on, hold on, don't give me no details. Well, I mean, dad's gonna have a hard time. Just, just saying. Dad, I mean, dad's gonna have a rougher time than a mom's. I mean, it's just natural. It's just you know. All right, still, this just the way. This question is from Dave Woods, but I'm not going to lie. I was about to write this shit in, too. When will we be able to buy Tony Time T-shirts? Mr. Dave uh, Woods wants to know. Tony Time T-shirts. Um, man, you know, I'm getting a lot of love on the, the Tony Time thing. And uh, I don't know. I mean, if I can find the right design, I can find the right idea. I don't want to just put a shirt out there and it's whack, you know. So um, I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about. I've been kind of tossing around. Uh, so soon. Soon, soon. Well, I'll just let you know, we got quite the designer on our end of the Challenge Mania shop. He may or may not be working on some of those designs that you mentioned, and we might be approaching you with some of those, just in case you're too busy to run this stuff yourself. Uh, we'd love to have you on board over at, uh, over at our shop. Yeah, I know Derek's been telling me a few different things about that, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to y'all more about it in Orlando, maybe, and kind of chopping it up, seeing what's up. Boom. Uh, D, you got anything else for our boy before we let him go? How about a comic book Derek next to a Tony Time Derek? No, you're not mo- you're not mooching off the Tony Time <laughs> hype train, bro. You got your own shirts. Tony Time's got his own shirts, and then we'll have a collision once everybody's bought the Tony Time shirt. Then we'll have the Tony Time 2.0 where he's fighting Iron Man coming from the sky with the DKO shirt on or something like that. We can't come in hot with you in the Tony Time shirt. It's got to be solo. And so my superpower is going to come from my watch, right? So I, I'm always going to have a watch on. Yeah, and it's you like, can, oh, it's Tony Time. Dude, you're like – just like – Transform it. I got my like my you know my my suit on. It comes out of your watch. Your suit. Your my suit, suit is your watch. Yeah, yeah, my superhero and, suit comes out of the watch, and I'm like, all right, it's Tony Tom. Yeah. You can yeah, stop yeah. time. <laughs> your your watch also has the same powers as Zach Morris's cell phone from Say by the Bell. You can just freeze time. I freeze everybody, and you have the. Break the fourth wall, dude. It, you you can freeze time, and when you snap it back into regular time, Johnny Bananas is gone. You can just make him disappear at all times. That's your. <laughs> Hey, it's look, man, look hey, we'll, we'll, let bananas, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let bananas hang around. You know what I mean? Look, God needs, God needs the devil. You know what I mean? Uh, Batman needs the Joker. 
So what I'm trying to say is we'll keep we'll keep bananas around. You know I'll what I mean? Every out. hero every hero needs his main villain. So. Well, I'll be honest with you. You know, you had a famous moment in the show, and this might have been you just getting him comfortable, but you had this <laughs> moment where you called yourself Scottie Pippen. I'm going to give you the opportunity here on Challenge Mania. If there was, We got the NBA draft coming at everybody from New York City tomorrow on the 21st when this podcast is running. I'm going to give you the chance to do another basketball analogy. Are you still Scottie Pippen, or are you somebody else? Man, at this point, I'm Kevin Durant. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Let the record show. <laughs> nice. Bananas is no longer Jordan. He's he's LeBron, and uh, and I'm I'm Kevin Durant. Finals MVP, Damn. Tony Raines. Uh, D, you got anything else for our boy? No, I was gonna see if we could get one of the little girls on to say bye bye. Mm, I don't know. Let's see. This nap Let's time, see. bro, bro. It is. It is almost nap time. Is baby girl napping? Hey, say say hey everyone. Hey, hey. say hey everyone. Ooh. Ooh, is that cupcakes? Cupcakes. Can, can you say hey? Hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. There you go. How are you gonna have her say cupcakes and rub it in Casper's face <laughs> like that? That's all oh, right. <laughs> oh, you see? Look. Oh, you eating the cupcakes, baby? Yeah, you can eat them better than Casper. You're doing good job. <laughs> Uh, can you tell everybody bye-bye, baby? Say bye-bye. Bye. I love yo, my challenge, me and your family, man. And thank y'all so much for taking the time to talk to me, dude, really. Yeah, yo, thanks a lot, Tony. Tell us, uh, we say hi. And uh, I don't know, maybe next time we have you on, she comes on and and uh, gives us some love, too. Because uh, we know that she's uh, a big uh, big part of your life right now, too. So, um, Cool, man. Yeah, we appreciate you, brother. Dude, awesome interview with the champs versus stars <laughs> champion. Now you're doing the laugh every time. I stopped doing the laugh. Now you do the laugh. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's good. That's you. That's you. I'm just joking. Guys, I'm messing with Scott. Because every now and then we do our outro. He does like the fake laugh. So now I'm joking with him. Every uh, now and he- then I come out in droves with the fake laugh. And he studies it like the Sapruder film. <laughs> you know, it's almost as if I put a bow on everything at the end of these episodes. I love dumb funny. Uh, and... You know, uh, I just uh, w- what a great week for Challenge Mania and the champions. I mean, we had Carlia on, the heavyweight champion of the world, and now we've got the Intercontinental Champion. Sorry, I just went into it. I, I'm not taking anything away. I'm really not. I'm just saying, and maybe I, I really won't know until I experience, if I ever experience a, a Chance versus Stars, what it's really like in there and the difference between, you know, a two-month challenge versus a one-month challenge. I think it's safe to say it's an Intercontinental Championship. Some of my favorites of all time were Intercontinental Champions. Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. And guess what? A lot of the times, the Intercontinental Champions go to become the heavyweight champion at some point. So, man, I don't think anybody's sleeping on Tony after that performance. In that final especially, man, he really got to show what he could do. I mean, just look at him at the Vendettas. He really he laid it out for us. He almost made the final. He was a hop and a skip away from making the final on Vendettas. He goes and ma- – I mean, on 30-30. He goes and makes the final on Vendettas. Doesn't quite make that final four there. And then on Chance versus Stars, not only does he take it home, but, man, coming back from – I mean, they were in third. When they showed that diagram – of where they are on the map. These two other teams are working on their stuff down there and they're still at the top of the mountain. So 
they made up a lot of ground there. And obviously, CT wasn't pulling his weight for the majority of that final. And I got to clap it up for, for Tony, man. He really impressed me. Although, as he mentioned, throughout the season, wasn't the most humble season. But look, you go ahead and win. And retroactively, you look back at that season. And you're like, all right, maybe he didn't have to be that humble because he goes ahead and he uh, goes ahead and brings home the bacon. Yeah, I think from a competitor standpoint, he's definitely made a name for himself, and uh, and this just kind of solidifies it for him, uh, as opposed to you know be, being in the shadows, being one of the little bros per se. Um, I think he's officially made uh, his own, you know, his own legitimacy to have a, a Tony Time T-shirt, <laughs> and uh, you know, just you know, he's his own guy now. You know, he's his own competitor. He's his own action figure. And I think it's, like I said, this kind well, of makes it happen for him. Well, I joke about Corey, and it's funny because at the beginning of this podcast, uh, when I not this episode, but the beginning of the Challenge Mania story here, you know, a lot of what we talked about was based on that Times Square poster with Johnny Bananas and Corey. And you look at that and you assume, you know, they've had the benefit of taping this stuff. So, man, this year, 2018, man, this is going to be Corey's story. We're going to see the rise of Corey. And no, he goes home week one. We're joking every week about him popping up on other shows, X on the Beach, Teen Mom. And Tony's the one who I mean he's come out of these every season looking bigger and better uh, and I think next time there's a poster in Times Square maybe he's on it because this so far I will say between vendettas and that big move sending home bananas and being the turning point of that season making the final going into chance versus stars taking it home this has been the year of Tony I know it's Tony time but it's also the year of Tony you got the year of the dog the year of the cat the year of the otter all that you also got the year of the Tony, and uh, I got to say that's what it's been so far. Looking back from June 2018, I don't see anybody you could even compare uh, with, with the year that Tony's had. Well, it's, it's a great feel-good story for sure, you know, and, uh, you know, we leave the past in the past, and the future is he's got a ring on his finger. He's close to putting one on his, his uh, girlfriends, and, uh, and, and, and there's been some growth. A lot of growth, and uh, that's that's kind of what yeah. you hope for with everybody. So. Um, We're going to have some yeah. fun with him next weekend in Orlando, folks. Howl at the moon in Orlando from 3 to 7. Just go to throwdownorlando.rocks for your tickets. D and I are emceeing the whole event. Come say hi to us. We'll take good care of you. It's going to be a great day with all the challenge, folks. Man, I don't even remember everybody's going to be there. What is it? Jemmy, Cara Maria, Zach, Tony, Nelson, Hunter. We're going to try to get as many of these people up on stage for Challenge Mania style interviews throughout the day as possible. So if you guys have questions for them you want to submit in the meantime, I will keep them on me. I'll try to remember to ask as many as possible. If you're coming, tell us you're a Challenge Maniac and maybe when we're looking out to the crowd for people to answer, I mean to ask these guys questions, maybe I will, my eyes might be drawn to you if you're rocking one of our t-shirts or you let me know earlier that you're a fan of the podcast. So speaking of those t-shirts, we have free shipping at the challengemania.shop That's the name of it. It's also the website, challengemania.shop. Free shipping and until Monday on orders over $45 and um, $45. I like how I said that, like kind of like Denzel Washington, $45. Um, 
And uh, the or other thing is- Or any New Yorker? Or any, no, New Yorker would be like, all right, we got the challengemania.shop. You go there, over $45, folks, you get free shipping. That's right, on your DKO out of nowhere. We're talking about Cara, Mar- Cara Maria, your team Cara, keeping it weird since 1986. Look, if you want to know what DKO looks like as a comic book character, we got that too. And guess what? If you're hungry, you need to brew some stew, we got Brew the Stew t-shirts over there as well. So we got free shipping all day, every day, for the next week over at challengemania.shop. And uh, yeah, this is Phil down from the uh, construction yard here in the Bronx. Oh my gosh, we need to do those intros with a different voice every time. That's the new thing. That's the new thing. You want a different voice? You're doing vo- a dip- different voice intro every time. Yes, I love it. Hit Tony up on Twitter, everybody, at T underscore Reigns 33. Let him know if you heard him on the show. When it rains, it pours. Hashtag Tony time. And I can't wait for that for that, uh, that spinoff, taking the reins. Also, I'm Matt Shot of Jaeger. He's at Derek MTV. Keep getting us your questions for future guests. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Facebook group, facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. And remember, still time to become a patron. Bonus Car Maria content coming at you on the Patreon this week. Peace. The Challenge Mania Patreon is now live. Head to patreon.com slash challengemania or challengemaniapodcast.com to get the scoop on how you can get access to new bonus Challenge Mania content. Hey, oh, wait a minute. Does this mean Challenge Mania is going to cost money now? Cause... No, Challenge Mania is still 100% free. You'll still get two episodes every week with your favorite challenge stars just like you do now. That will not change. Oh, so it's just bonus episodes, special Q&As, video content, and contests for patrons? Exactly. Got it. The Challenge Mania Patreon is 100% voluntary. By listening to the show, you're already doing enough. But if you're craving some more, want to score some exclusive goodies, or just want to show your appreciation for the show, ChallengeManiaPodcast.com is where you can go get it. Have you ever wanted to do your best impression of CT carrying Johnny Bananas around like a backpack on Cutthroat? Well, now you can with the M-Pack, the fully functional backpack that doubles as a weight training pack. And our girl Emily Schramm is nice enough to hook up Challenge Mania listeners with 15% off your entire order. Just go to www.thempack.com mania and enter the code mania at checkout. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Scott, who do you think I am? Leonardo Decathlon? I'm not ready to carry an impact full of weights yet. I sit around listening to you and D all day and watching Vendetta's trailers. Well, MPAC also has really cool looking gear as well. They've got soft, comfy sweatpants, a really dope hat, t-shirts, and some other gear that looks good on everyone and makes awesome gifts for the active person or challenge fan in your life. So if you want to show some love to one of the nicest challenge competitors around Emily Schramm and support the Challenge Mania podcast, all while scoring some sick new threads, workout gear, or backpacks in the process, go to www.thempack.com mania. And remember to use the code mania to get 15% off your whole order. Not 10%, we're talking 15% off. Anybody who cops some gear sends D and I a pick of you sporting it, we'll be sure to retweet you, shout you out on the show, and show you some love. Orlando, guess what? Challenge Mania is coming to you live on Saturday, June 30th at the Challenge Throwdown event. Wait, don't you mean before the Challenge Throwdown event? No. After? Nope. 
at the Challenge Throwdown event. Derek and I will be emceeing the entire event and we'll be bringing cast members out, introducing them to you guys and doing live interviews with them on stage throughout the day. And the best part, the ticket price remains the same. You get a Challenge Throwdown and a Challenge Mania Live for the price of one ticket. Head to challengethrowdown.com slash events or challengemania.live to go right to the ticket page today. That's Saturday, June 30th in Orlando, Florida. I'll be there. I'm coming and get some D. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or Filet-O-Fish. You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory Filet-O-Fish. Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price.